This is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show, heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, so how can you manage your money optimistically? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prudent Money Radio Show. I'm your host, Bob Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Well, if you got a question for me, please go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com. There you'll see two different resources there to help you out with whatever questions and financial issues that you might be dealing with. Or you may want to make even make a comment, but I love that as well. First, there's just the email address. It's always been there. We've always had that up as a resource and we do answer every one of those emails that come in if you've ever sent an email in the past and it did not get answered then uh, send it resend it because we do uh, we things get lost or things go into spam and uh, we don't may not see something but we definitely want to answer your question then there's another space for situations that are a little bit more involved and need uh, more time than just an email address so I have put blocks of 20 to 30 minutes on my calendar where you can sign up to have a conversation with me on the phone. There's no cost. There's no expenses or anything like that. It's uh, just another way that we have uh, uh, opened up a resource to help you in situations where email really can't, uh, doesn't work. So that's uh, two ways to do it, all at prudentmoney.com. Let's talk a little bit about what is facing the stock market facing the economy and facing you as an investor, as someone who wants to retire at some point. I've I've been thinking a lot about this here lately because some of which because I'm writing a book, but the other because this is a a real, I I think a real barrier in the road for, for most people. And it's when we talk about risk and talk about maybe the more negative of forecasts of things that could happen. And I know for a lot of people might wonder, why do I always bring this up? Why do I always bring up the other side of the story? Because you're not getting it in the media. See, from a stewardship standpoint, it's so very important to see both sides. And I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just reporting what I'm seeing, and uh, only time will say, well, yeah, that was a real problem, what Bob was reporting, or it, that was uh, there's nothing to it. But at the same time, you still need to see both sides of the story to make good stewardship-based decisions. And I got to tell you, I don't like the environment that I'm seeing develop before our very eyes. It's almost, and I I use this probably more than I should, but it's still a great analogy. It's like the situation where you are living on the coast of, uh, say, Florida, and the the hurricane, the severe hurricane, maybe it's Category 3, 4, or 5, 
is slowly moving its way through the ocean and heading your way. And and at some point, I mean, that that category, now Category 4 hurricane, could uh, break down and uh, develop into a Category 1, so it won't be that big of a deal. Or it could be full of intensity and really set some cities, towns, regions back years that will have to do with rebuilding so that's where I feel like we are today I think that we're we're looking at a financial hurricane coming our way and the meteorologists are just talking about what sunny days that it is how sunny it is how great the weather is and you know the weather is pretty phenomenal even before a hurricane hits but then it starts to deteriorate little by little until it gets really bad and then the hurricane hits and usually it's not a long-term affair but it does the damage and a lot of damage and the the what i grapple with is coming across very gloom and doom about what's going on in our country and gloom and doom about the stock market and and, and, it, and I, what I what I want to be able to, to leave with you, those of you who con, who consistently listen, is a positive, reinforced, God-inspired message. That even though things are the way that they are, you don't have to fear the outcome. And that's that's it. And maybe I don't maybe I don't put phrase it that way enough. Maybe I don't talk about it that way a month. Maybe I don't bring that up every time I talk about something negative that I'm seeing. But there is a long list. I mean, I've been doing this for 31 years, and uh, this is this is probably the most concerning that I've I've seen things. Now, there's a lot of different dynamics today than there were 30 years ago. Um, Number one, there's a lot more reporting of the negativity uh, by not not by a whole lot of of, uh, of financial re- uh, media resources, but there's a, still if you wanted to find it, you could easily find it. Whereas in the past, I mean, things kind of snuck up on you. But then again, most people aren't paying attention to this. Most people don't understand it, and so therefore they don't get any. They don't get any interest in reading it. So what I thought I would do, and, and here here is um, uh, kind of my schedule on this. I want to read through various information that I've collected just over the weekend, over the last couple weeks, actually. And uh, some I've talked about before, but, but I want to put it all together and uh, let you see what I'm seeing. And then I want to tell you the answer to what do I do next? Do I crawl into a hole? Do I, uh, do I react with fear? No. You don't do that. You don't crawl into a hole. We're going to, do, we're going to take a, a whole program and dedicate it to that, to that question and that answer. And hopefully I've got two interviews booked Tuesday and Wednesday this week either it's going to either be Thursday or I'm going to be able to reschedule tomorrow and it will be on Tuesday that uh, that I really address what you do biblically what do you do I'll put a little emphasis on that 
So let's start out with the first article, and it's from it's published uh, by by NBC by NBC Network, and it says Americans are doom spending. Here's why that's a problem. Doom spending may be one way to cope with stress as economic fears mount. However, it comes at the expense of your financial well-being. You know, it's very easy, especially this time of year, to fool yourself and decide, well, if I just got that, then I'd be happy. If I just got that, then maybe this this uh, financial recession won't be so bad. And that's not where the answer lies, and, and you know that. But it's, it's easy to block everything else out and just and and take action on assumptions that are not useful for us. And so in this scenario, this is one way in which debt, consumer credit card debt, has gone over the one point the one trillion dollar mark. As I've said, because I believe the majority of that increase is, is people spending to live off of credit cards, which is consistent with the, st- the statistics that have come out. But it's, it's real – it's just dangerous to be adding a ton of debt right now. Well, it's always dangerous to do that anyway, but it's especially dangerous. So doom spending says nearly all Americans, 96%, are concerned about the current state of the economy, according to recent report by Intuit Credit Karma. Still more than a quarter are doom-spending or spending money despite economic and geopolitical concerns the report found. The whole, the, the bottom line basis of what you want to do is not increase debt, but decrease debt and increase your emergency savings. While it's, it's easier to do so. Even as inflation and, and high interest rates have squeezed budgets, a record 200 million shoppers turned out between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. This particular note article doesn't report this, but Business Insider reported that, yes, there were record numbers of people Black Friday through uh, Cyber Monday that uh, were shopping, but considerably less were spending money was the, the message there. So... We have a consumer base that is operating out of fear. And it says, even as credit card debt topples $1 trillion, Gen Z and millennials are particularly susceptible to this mindset. Rather than, the, than, the cut, ex, rather than cut expenses, 73% of Gen Zers say they would rather live in the moment. A recent prosperity index study by Intuit found. So I would suggest that, yeah, you can live in the moment, spend the money, but in the future you're leveraging your present future moments. Not a good way to uh, to go through it, but, you know, it's it really, as I, I'm kind of done with that article, but the thing, the, the point that I want to make is that we're searching for happiness in the wrong place. We're not going to find it in, in the goods and services. We're not going to find it in, in a new car, 
a new electronics or a new whatever whatever you're wanting to to go into debt for to buy not going to find it in drugs not going to find it in alcohol it's the it's the instant uh, instant gratification god that we're that we're going after the uh, god with the little g not the real thing so we're going to talk a lot more about this we're up against a break stick around i'll be right back The Word for Today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and Kay Smith, pastorchuck.org. At pastorchuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation, and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at pastorchuck.org, a full library of great teachings by Kay Smith and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org The Apostle John was concerned that those who professed to follow Jesus would model their faith by being devoted to truth by loving others generously, and by living lives of integrity. This week on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg takes a closer look at some who succeeded and one who failed. Weekdays at 5.30 a.m. here on 91.3 KDKR. Dynamic, practical, life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost, change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepard applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. This is a part one, part two type situation I'm talking about what I'm seeing and uh, which is not real positive going forward for the economy, for the markets. And how do you deal with that? How do you take that in? What decisions do you make? And best of all, how can you look at that with joy in your heart, with optimism? You see, that's the thing is that if you knew me, you would know that I'm very, very optimistic. It's just that my position on this and the whole reason for doing this program is is to say there's two sides of the story. And you can't come up with the appropriate belief systems, which is your beliefs that are are through prayer and how investments work, how you get the results you get, what you do during times of, of, um, of tough economic times. And uh, as we look into next year, there's a lot, and we'll talk about this, there are a lot of uh, different signs of recessions. So today we're going to talk about what I'm seeing in in either tomorrow or Thursday, depends on how my uh, schedule works out. We're going to talk about the, uh, what do you do? What are the the actions you take? We've already heard about, and I've, I've reported on it, four or five buildings and this is just one story. In the DFW, the DFW area said, can't deal with it anymore. The expenses are too high. Here's the keys back to the investment group or the bank. Good knowing you. 
it's your problem now and that those buildings are under foreclosure and you know it's it it comes back to the trend of everybody most people working from home which i still just cannot believe that that is stuck but it has and it's 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 a it's something that i don't believe will change i don't believe we'll ever go back to what was normal we're in the new normal and what this does though to real estate developers investors in buildings and uh, banks and you it, it it it's a it's a big gap when they're used to having occupancy of you know 90 per, 90 plus percent or even 100 percent they're looking at 25 30 percent and so if i'm a you know business that that has 15 20 25 30 or plus uh, people working for me and uh, half of them are working at home and i've, I've got 5,000 square feet i'm, I'm going to move maybe take everything remote and i know i know people who are running companies that are all 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 remote not that's more on the uh, that's that's not as as prevalent today as people still need kind of a home base but still there is a lot of of uh, deals uh, commercial building deals coming due this year and uh, I don't think people are going to have money to pay for it and this this uh, article talks about the, the phenomenon of uh, landlords just tossing the keys to the building to the banker and said, hey, it's your problem now. In fact, the building that I office in is under foreclosure. Go figure. And But if you drive in the parking lot, you'll see why it's under foreclosure because there's only one level that has cars on it and it's not even full. And it's something that's going to, we'll see how, how it works out, but this could be a major problem in the, the bond markets and in the real estate markets, commercial real estate for, uh, for sure. And then out of a letter that I wrote, Ominous Signs for 2024, I pointed out two or three things. The first one is that and we've talked about this, is, is the, the market is under the mindset that under the, what do we call it a lie or do we call it a misinformation, whatever, we, whatever it is, it's not the correct information, at least I don't believe it is, that inflation's under control. You go grocery shopping, you spend money elsewhere, you know that's not true. That, uh, I don't know, we'll, 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 we'll leave that up to, to you to call that what you want to call it. It's just not true, and and, I, and that's that's something that's factual because it can be proved it's not true. Inflation is still a real problem, and what they're trying for you to to make you believe is that inflow inflation is is under control, and that the Federal Reserve Board, who's in control of interest rates or the the main benchmark interest rate is going to lower cut interest rates next year and that is something that I've I've said many times I don't believe is going to happen because I don't believe they can do it because if they cut interest rates it's going to be a pretty desperate situation for them to cut interest rates 
guess what will end up inflating back all over again? All of the bubbles that were here prior to the, the uh, bear market of last year. Stock market bubble, the bond market bubble, the real estate bubble. I mean, it, it was, we used to call it the bubble of bubbles, if you, if you recall. And if it sends the message, hey, we're going to start cutting rates, it's going to inflate those bubbles back up. Those, those bubbles haven't even had a chance to go through what I call a detox period to get healthy again. And uh, it gets to a point where people are not so enth enthusiastic about buying stock. That is when you start to see valuations come down on stocks and stocks to get healthy again. But uh, so so that that's that's what's happening there. An observation that I uh, that I made. I just want to re read this to you. An extremely accurate in predictor of recessions is showing signs of concern. In general, there are short-term interest rates such as CDs and money markets, and there are long-term interest rates in the bond market. A normal environment for interest rates is when long-term bond. Just wait till I get to the to the uh, the end. Uh, when short-term rates are higher than long-term, listen to this, it's called an inverted yield curve. Now, this is all you need to know. Don't need to understand all the technical aspects of this. It's that an inverted yield curve, which is present in our, in our country, is, has preceded every recession since 1955. That would be like a hurricane of some sort is coming towards Florida and we're just expecting it to evaporate completely no no nothing which is impossible so it's predicting something that's not good another economic indicator is also predicting something that's not good it's saying the leading economic index is very good at anticipating turning points in the economy in other words, it's a great predictor of recession. It, it anticipates turning points either into recession or out of recession. Get this. Here we go. This is what I want you to hear. The 64-year record is why it is so predictive. During that time period, the leading economic index has report, predicted a recession 100% of the time. Okay, one more paragraph and I'll be done with this. When the indicator has dropped 4% or greater, 100% of the time, a recession has been predicted. So if it's dropped 4% or greater, 100% of the time, there's been a recession. It's predicted it. We are sitting on an LEI, leading economic index, that is down not 4%, not 5%, but 8% below where it was a year ago. And this past month was the 19th month in a row that the index has declined. There's only two other periods of time that were longer, 1973, which was 22 months, and, uh, nine, and 2007, which was 24 months. And, of course, 2007 was right before the financial crisis, and 1973 was right before a really tough time in the markets and the economy back in the 70s. So that was from a letter that I wrote to my clients. Now... So you're looking at, at the indicators that are saying this happens 100% of the time. Then the, the last thing I'm going to have time to talk about is the money supply. That's the supply of money in this country. 
the Federal Reserve Board can increase that money supply by, by pushing money into the economy, or it can decrease the money supply and uh, decrease the money supply by taking money out of the economy. Right now, for the first time in 90 years, the U.S. money supply is meaningful contracting, meaning it's going down. And uh, this, it's, it, there's several ways to, to measure money, but this one's probably encompasses all types of money and is most accurate. And it has fallen negative 4%. And it's, it's the first time since the Great Depression that that's happened. Now, I don't use those words lightly. And keep in mind that the Great Depression is was totally of a different situation than what we're looking at this time. In fact, keep that in mind for just about everything as compared to the past. Is um, the technology that we have today, the culture that we have today is very, very different than uh, the way it was in, in the 20s, for instance. Uh, but when money supply has declined by at least 2%, which is in 1878, 1893, 1921, 1931, and over the past year and changed, that's right. The current drop in the money supply is the first notable decline since the Great Depression. Now, what all that means together, I don't know, but I think that it paints a picture that we've got a problem. And uh, it means that risk, in my opinion, is high in the market. So what do you do with that? How do you approach that? How do you, how do you take action? What, uh, what do you do? And uh, we're, going to, we're going to talk about that at length this week, Monday, or excuse me, Tuesday or Thursday of this week. And uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get something uh, rearranged in my calendar so I can go right back into this material tomorrow. I think it's important... And I think it's uh, it, it, there's a, 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 a great message here that is one of joy and optimism versus what's, what's predicted as could happen. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money radio show. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.